millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Ray. I'm Alex Reed. Everybody, you know. I mean, people that are listening. How's oh. everybody doing? Hey guys, how are you doing? Yeah, how are you doing? <laughs> how are you doing? Um, I'm good. I've just been telling Alex that I had bubble tea today, and obviously, bubble tea has milk in it. And you know, I had have don't drink milk. Mm-hmm. It's been like nearly two decades. I was forced to drink milk. That was the thing. It was a very traumatic moment. I don't know how you were forced to drink milk. You don't drink milk. No, when I was younger. Oh, you're forced to drink milk as you grew up. Yeah. So he's like, oh, you know, you grow bones, have warm milk before bed. It was literally, I felt like I was being tortured. Okay. This was proper Guantanamo Bay style torture for me. <laughs> because one, warm milk is like devil's, the devil's like condiment. Condiment. Yeah. This, <laughs> this is what the devil puts on his like fish stew is mm-hmm. warm milk. Oh God. Yeah. Warm milk and cookies. When I used to drink milk, I oh didn't drink God, milk Oh my God, that is though. disgusting. Warm milk and cookies. I don't understand how people wine. dunk anything in milk. You know what? It's all about- Are you, You're a dunker. No, no I'm, a, I'm a bite and then drink. Oh, okay, good. And, and then have it all swelling. Oh, yeah, so, oh. <laughs> but I have like oat milk now and oat yeah. milk is great. Um, shout out to the lactose intolerance family. I feel like I'm there now because I yeah. fully had bubble tea and now when I tell you guys, I feel disgusting. Yeah. I feel nauseous. I have a headache. My stomach is doing bang, bang, bang. Bang, bang, All right. Bang, bang. Let's See get into that? the, let's get into the bits. Oh, we didn't talk about how you do it. What did you do uh, okay. this week? I mean, my week, you know, nothing. nothing. Really? Nothing. What? That's a lie. I mean, there isn't anything to report. Really? Wow, this week, I'm, just, no, I'm actually look, like I'm looking into the you sky. You know, Alex know what is like booked and busy, guys. I'm busy. I'm not even booked. Can you, can you, can you book me, please? <laughs> How could you say I'm busy, but I'm not booked? Me, I'm booked. I'm just I'm, not busy. Oh, this is what I'm saying. Like, I'm actually just like, no, I don't. But um, yeah, freelancing is a journey. Um, it a journey. is doing it is doing the most in my life yeah. right about now. I am. Um, Sleeping. You're sleeping. I'm having I'm having good sleeps. I'm mm-hmm. drinking a lot of water. Fantastic. Barring today, 
um, I don't know what that was. That you, oh yeah, first of all, I'm that drinking, was Lucozade. Drinking Lucozade. <laughs> That's the first time I've had Lucozade slash any kind of like sugary drink in a long time. Oh, like, you said typically. you were doing that some something clean thirty thing. The whole thirty, but ever since then, I, I ended at the end of June. Yeah, but I haven't really drunk um, sugary drinks since. So I've yeah. just been drinking like either coffee or water. Um, and every so often, if I feel like I have really watered down orange juice, because yeah. um, I don't like all the sugar in it. But yeah, I'm doing okay. I'm yeah. just getting on. I'm doing what I have to do to survive in Books this London. Books, I'm busy. I am, hot uh, boy summer. I'm going through hot boy summer. Oh yeah. Okay. Thank. There we go. This is what I was waiting for. <laughs> now I went to the um, house festival. Uh, shout out to the shout out to Sir House and all the people that are involved in that. So guys, situation. here I was at work and I'm just seeing like snaps, and I was like, wow, it was interesting. So shout out to Abe, our playwright friend. I love um, Abe. I call. Oh, by the way, he's got a play that comes out. I think it's maybe is it June? Mm-hmm. Um, June. June, July, July. sorry, <laughs> July, <laughs> July. Yeah. Um, and we're really excited because we're going to go, um, I think we're booked for like on the last day because there's going to be a nice party, mm-hmm. really excited if you want to see it, go and see this bloody play, I know it's going to be amazing, mm-hmm. I love Abe, I think like there's, you know when you meet people who are, who don't have that crab mentality mm-hmm. that I have to make sure that everybody is beneath me for me to like shine. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just somebody who just like always wants to bring people on. Yeah. And so, like he's helped me so much mm, just in terms of like motivation and getting me to write more. He's absolutely a, phenomenal. Just an amazing guy. Yeah. So, so Abe's got a play out uh, yeah. called All the Shit I Can't Say to My Dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you can go out and get tickets at the www.bunkertheatre.com yeah. and you can have a look for the play. Um, there's loads of dates happening across August. Um, yeah. And stuff, yeah. So go for it. Have a look. Have a look. He's an amazing writer. Um, he's written so many plays, and he's like, he's on his way to do amazing things. I'm so excited because the day of his play is my first day after my training contract ends. Yeah. So I'm gonna be so amazingly unemployed. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited yeah. because guys. Ooh, this journey of two years yeah. doing this law thing has been difficult and hard, but really rewarding. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited for the next cycle. Also, guys, yeah. I'm doing hot girl summer because <laughs> because your girl has been in the gym. Yeah. She's been putting in that work. But yeah. And it's so weird because I thought that like when I started gymming in Jan, I was like, oh, you know, it probably won't last anyway. But the fact that it's July and I'm in the gym. Yeah. Like it's become a hobby and a habit. And I'm like, this is, who is this girl? Like I eat salads. Have we, so, oh, so. I'm considering, really considering going vegan. Oh, so are we, are we done not speaking about you? No, okay. we're not done. Okay, continue. We just finished you. No, no we, we didn't. Yes, we did. <laughs> we well, I did. said we finished you. All right, let's go back. So. Yeah, Abe's amazing. <laughs> congratulations, Abe. Go back to doing this. Um, I was at the house festival. It was amazing. Yeah, amazing time. I'm annoyed. I didn't want you to talk about that because I didn't go. Let's just step up. As he said, it's hot boy summer. Everybody is sorting themselves out. Shout out to Megan Stallion. The Stallion is legit my favorite person this summer. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Ray Ray Snatch doing whatever, whatever she's doing. Wow. Okay. So what? Get, let's get into mostly lit. Um. What are you reading? 
Um, so I am finally, finally reading um, that thing around your neck by Chimamanda Ngozi. I haven't read it. Yet. I haven't, um, and I've started it. Obviously, it's a collation of a few essays, and you know what? I've already been pulled in because, as far as I'm concerned. Amanda just writes beautifully. She, she, I think what she does is she captures a people mm-hmm. um, and she captures a time and she captures an environment so wonderfully. Um, I mean, my favorite will always, always be Half of a Yellow Sun. Um, I'm, I don't mess with Americana like that, but you know, it's um, it's a great story, and it really um, what I liked about Americana is it talks about the 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 identity of the diasporic person mm-hmm. when they move back to quote unquote home mm-hmm. and how that relationship is. That is the one thing I loved about that book is it touches on what happens when you move from your like country of origin to another country how are you t- treated there but at the same time how are you treated when you come back home and i think that isn't touched on a lot um in like when we talk about diaspora narratives um that's one thing i liked about it i did not like the love story because you know there was a cheating scandal and you know how i feel about that like i'm just i'm not ready yet makes me sick i'm just a bit like you're you're a coward um and i'm not about you ceiling um but yeah so i'm reading that and i'm super super excited to finish it so i can finally say yeah yeah, i've read all of tremendous works you know (laughs) what are you reading i'm reading several books but um Uh so i'm reading i'm reading uh sapiens by yuval nohar really yeah i've got that on the audiobook um yeah and it is fantastic. Like, he is an amazing voice at the moment mm-hmm. uh, for me at this stage. Um, just trying to really understand, like, the elements of humanity and yeah. the human experience and kind of um, the way he breaks down how things occurred. And, like, you know, there's different levels. There's different there are different types of humans. Mm-hmm. Um, Homo sapien. And then there's obviously, there's the Neanderthal and all that stuff. Yeah. And you're basically just kind of, there's a question in there that was like, they were, they were like, at one point, there were three different kinds of human on the <sighs> planet. And he's like, if one uh, human race, yeah, which was like the Homo sapien, for example, didn't kind of like, clean out the other one what would that have looked like today if there were several uh, homo sapiens like homo like not homo that would have been like, so uh, interesting human beings you yeah. know what I mean so it would have been really weird and um, but also yeah he's like you know he has this thing about humans creating fictions for themselves mm. and obviously the idea of beliefs and you know he's like oh if there's there's a, the idea of being you know as if you're a quote unquote caveman or Neanderthal and stuff and you're frightened of lions and all that stuff and there's this whole weird thing about these whole fictions that you create for yourself saying that the lions is the the god of the jungle and all this stuff mm. and that like, you fear the lion and all this and the fire yeah. and all that stuff and it's just creating stories around things to kind of make the realities better Yeah, which then makes it which then kind of strips back humanity to the point where you're like is, is anything created like that yeah. even necessary for us to to survive yeah 
you know? And it's just really weird. It's just the way he kind of talks about it. Um, so that's that. I'm reading that. Um, I'm also reading Dolly Alderton's uh, Every, Everything I Know About Love. Yeah. And that is an eye-opener. Yeah. Because it's, um, it's a look into a life that I will never, ever experience. What because, do you mean? Um, you Give know, the synopsis. You know, just, like, so basically, Dolly Alderton is a Sunday Times uh, columnist. Yeah. She's also a podcaster. Podcaster. She yeah. does the High Low podcast. Yeah. Um, and she she's, is, she's a journalist. Yeah, gorgeous. And, uh, but like, it's so funny because we grew up in pretty much the same area, similar areas of London. Really? But, but obviously, but West obviously, London crew. No, like North, yeah, West, North kind of side. Yeah. And, um, but she also had a completely different experience growing up. You know what I'm saying? Because obviously when you look at uh, kind of the area that I grew up in versus the kind of area that she grew up in, the kind of growing up and then edging over towards, um, you know, like she was kind of veering towards Union of Bristol, but then she went to Exeter. It was kind of the yeah. whole, this is to start learning. She had friends that, oh, well, I want to study classics. And I grew up thinking like the people that went to uni in my year, like we didn't even know what classics was mm. sort of thing. You know what I mean? We didn't even know that was an option. Right. Exactly. Study. Yeah. It was, it, I, it, I think I would have like, loved yeah, doing yeah, classics. Yeah, I think it would have been great. But then obviously I think of like J.K. Rowling went and studied classics at Exeter and mm. all that stuff. And then it's like, it's just really interesting to think to yourself like as a middle-class white woman, mm. like what that looks like, uh, what your life looks like growing up. Yeah. It was a very interesting perspective just to see sort of thing. But there was a really funny story about her relationship with alcohol that I found hilarious. What? Do you want to share? Like she, was really, she was really drunk one day and um, like with her friends and whatnot. And like she convinced herself that instead of going to Oxford Circus, she was on the she, the bus that she was on was a coach and it was going to Oxford City Centre. Right. And uh, she kind of like made it in her mind that she was going to Oxford. So she managed to get into a cab that somehow and she called her friends that, that were in Oxford she's like oh we're coming up to Oxford we're coming you know what like we want to have a but night but she out. wasn't even but she wasn't even in yeah. she wasn't even in the thing and then she called her friend who was in Leamington Spa and said oh I want to come up to Leamington Spa is there something that, that we can do yeah. and he was like yeah come up and then oh she God. was like alright I'm going to get in a taxi and we're going to come and uh, she went to the taxi place and she was like look I have uh, I want to go to Leamington Spa tonight and uh, it has to be under that's be around a hundred pounds. That's what I have on me. Yeah. And he was like, the taxi driver was like, "Well, it's going to be around two hundred quid because yeah. you want to go to Leamington Spa at three a.m. in the morning yeah. on a whatever night." And she's like, "Oh, okay, um, cool." And then her friend like said, "Oh, he'll pay the other half of it." So, so she, so she, she actually she, went. She, she went, but like it was so funny because she was like. Um, I started sobering up on the M1 <laughs> and I was like and I was like wow like that's crazy so she got to she went all the way to Leventon Spa and she crashed out and she was there but then <laughs> but, it was, but it was like but then was the, the, the serious part of the story though is like her friend who she had left in London yeah oh god was like that oh, would have been me I'd be like sorry bye it, but girl bye yeah. but she was like oh she was like oh um, she was like oh I'm in Leventon Spa and she was like why? <laughs> and this stuff. But then she was like, all right, I'll pay for your coach ticket to come down. And then she was like, oh, are you disappointed with me? Are you angry with me? And she, like, she was on her way back. She's like, I'm not angry with you. I'm concerned because for you to get so drunk that like, you think that you're going to Oxford City Centre when you're outside Oxford Street at Topshop and you 
took yourself all the way out of the city just to, to another city. To, to, just oh my goodness! Just for, because you're drunk, that's a com- that's a conversation that's that needs to be had because that's you're, you're putting yourself at risk. Yeah, completely. So that was a really interesting story because she was really charting her kind of like experience of alcohol and, and, yeah. and the limits that you go through in your 20s like sometimes you push it mm. to see what you're where you are what, what you're, you're capable at, of what limitations are yeah. why why like who's around you and, yeah. and a lot of people they're not lucky enough to be able to say that oh they've done it and uh, they've gone to Limited Spot to see their friend and they're okay or yeah. they've passed out in front of their family or then, you know what I mean they're not, they're not lucky enough yeah. to do that they luckily sometimes they get lost or harmed or mm. whatever but even it's just not I also think that not having the luxury of that cho- that choice and knowing that you'll be safe and knowing that you can push those limits like personally for me I think when I was younger I never pushed limits I always stayed within my mm-hmm. very complete parameters this is the type of woman that I should be this is the type of young girl that I should be this is the rule these are the rules I, I should follow and I think growing up the one thing that has really made me understand who I am is disregarding the parameters that other people have put around me and actually saying why do I believe what I believe and who am I if not like I believe that you are a culmination of your choices and you are a culmination of your thoughts and so if my choices are not my own who the hell am I really, Mm. but just a clone of what somebody else would want of me Mm -hmm. to be. And I think when I started growing up, which by the way, was just like 25, that's when I was like, oh, so this is Raifa. I think it was because I started making choices Mm. that were solely my own. Mm. Um, And the first time you begin making choices that are your own, girl, you gotta get it wrong. Mm You, you're just going to make all the wrong choices. Yeah. But then you push back and you go too far mm. and then you push yourself back a bit into places that you're more comfortable. But it's wonderful because it's your choices and like they're your parameters. And then you're just like, actually, this is how far I'll go. This is how comfortable I am. Mm. And you're not going to push me to that level because I know mm. what it feels like to be there mm-hmm. because I've done it and I don't like it. Yeah. Or I'm comfortable here because I've chosen to be here. Yeah. So in a way, I think her making those decisions or just having the luxury of making that decision is very privileged and very nice. It is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's just really one. It was an, it's a really interesting story because it's really interesting uh, set of like just anecdotes and stuff that she's kind of like created. So yeah, if you guys are interested in reading those, just go and have a um, listen slash read slash look or whatever and let us know what you think on that yeah um, read that to Amanda yeah, mostly news there are two things I just kind of wanted to raise yeah um, what you got for us pardon so I I was reading the times today yeah you proper like read like paper newspaper yeah, like Alex because... is so cute and old school I love it <laughs> Me, yeah, I just have them subscriptions. Yeah, I mean, I've got, I've got subscriptions. Yeah. I have subscriptions, but I, I have a new suite. Anyway, yeah. so th- I just, it kind of caught my mind, but this guy called Rob Sharp in the Times today, he yeah. wrote um, a piece that he said um, he created a men's book club and it cured him of his loneliness. Uh-huh. And, I, and I found that really interesting because he, obviously it's a really weird kind of like privileged stuff. I mean, look at that. Wow. But, um, but like he basically wanted to, he created this kind of group of men and they they meet up in his house and he mm. has the conversation with them and they talk about certain books and whatnot. And from the, what I've heard, from what I read from like the first part, it was, it was quite high. 
high, quite high like culture. High, oh, okay, yeah. As in, like the 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 level of conversation and the intellect is yeah. quite high, and I like I don't know how accessible it is to a lot of people, mm. but he he really benefited from having a group of people around him uh, yeah. that were able to read uh, those kind of texts with him and kind of get him out of that funk of yeah. loneliness. Um, and it kind of made me think about um, just groups of friends yeah. and kind of having the people around you that you kind of help you kind of get out of those, those spaces of loneliness. Yeah. And like we go through so much in life that if we don't actually learn to build community, uh, we are going to be quite lonely and that like, your only community, that like, your community can only go so far when it's behind the screen. This is it. And this is it. And then people are like, you know, there's this whole question about, you know, oh, building a tribe, make, finding your tribe, getting mm. your tribe to follow you and all this stuff. And it's just like, yeah, but what, who's going to be the people that are going to come and like sit who there? Who are you and, calling at 3am? Yeah, who's going to be calling at 3am? Who's going to sit there and commune with you mm. and have those kind of conversations with you about... Uh, things like so I mean he created the space to you know connect over books I mean there is statistically shown that reading makes you more empathetic it makes mm-hmm. you more sensitive and all sorts but you know to have those they have that level of vulnerability with like a group of like men in general and mm. talking to them about topics that arise within it and then expanding yeah. on those topics amongst one another I think that's a very important thing I think it's wonderful like, I've always wanted to provide that space and every time I'm like yeah yeah I'm gonna do it but then I'm always worried like oh god people won't come mm-hmm. like I would love to have an intimate book club where like people just come around yeah, mine but you start, and like but you, yeah but you start it and I know you start it and they will come like I mean what I've it? always biblical, wanted to do it a biblical proverb it was like when three wait, wait, when one or more gather in his name as in yeah. God's name it is a you know, is a communion. Yeah. So you know what I mean? So like... I think I will. Like a nice, intimate book club where it's just a few people mm. have a few drinks and some... A cheese board. <laughs> <laughs> I know you love a cheese board, Alex. I can't eat no uh, dairy, but I'll be, like, I'll be there with the grapes. Oh, I'll be there with my camembert. Oh, yes. <laughs> Please. I'll be there struggling with like my bones. Yeah. No, I, I definitely think I'm going to do it but because yeah. it's something that I've always wanted to do. Yeah. Like I, I don't like... You know, like dinner parties, yeah. but I don't cook, so I'm not going to do that. Maybe I'll just do book like just you know come around and have dessert and and discuss about books and culture that sounds really fun i think that's yeah it's important so you know we need to keep book clubs alive those need to kind of keep happening i think a lot of people are searching for more and also just community like we don't we don't like i mean we have like a group of friends like that meet up quite regularly Mm -hmm. i would say and and i have like groups of friends and we always like meet up every once in a while but i literally can't imagine not having that like can you imagine, like... Absolutely. It's just, like, awful. online presence. Sometimes, like, you you need people, mm-hmm. you know? And just walking around not having that community. Because in Zanzibar, like, I would say there is that community, like, your neighbours, you all know each other. But here, believe I don't even know my neighbours. Mm. I'm certain one of my neighbours left, and I, I, I don't know when. But... Having, I do feel yeah. like that's a London thing as well. Yeah, but, it's, um, I know, man. You anyway, know, so that's that. Um, if you guys want to, I will put the link in the bio. If in you're that, interested in this. coming to my, actually, no, sorry, I don't know you from Adam, so <laughs> I, you ain't step into my house. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will put the link in the episode description um, yeah. and you guys can have a read of that. But also, the Telegraph. 
every no, you make me feel so uncultured because all I read is the FT this is your own, this and is, that's it this is your own issue in the morning see my FT feed I was like alright cool we're cool we're I good I can't actually help you with that situation <laughs> uh, the GCSE exam board a GCSE exam board Edexcel oh god um, I hate that adds, man adds more adds more ethnically diverse texts after complaints of too many dead white men so wait is this the, the article I is, yeah. what, is this the article um, headline dead yeah. white men yeah Fantastic. Dead white men. So quote unquote. Quote unquote dead white yeah, men. So Phenomenal. Basically, um Edexcel has announced announced on Monday last week, when this comes out, that from September, this September coming, schools will be offered more poems, plays, and novels to choose from, including those written by authors from black, Asian, and minority ethnic backgrounds. Yeah. Um it's the it's after a call to decolonize the curriculum, having gaining pace at universities where students have urged faculties to update reading lists. The move by uh, Pearson, which houses Edexcel, yeah. is one of the first indicators that the movement is now gaining momentum in schools too. So we're gonna have we're gonna be seeing Benjamin. Um, we're going to be seeing um, no, it's, it, the, those are the people that are going to be really? in it. we're going to be seeing like Guyanese authors I want to see um, some East African authors we're going to be seeing some Pakistani born authors Indian authors so yeah um, I just think this is a great oh, uh, piece Mallory. yeah I yeah. just think there's a great piece it's a great piece it's a great um, advancement and development yeah. because I think that a lot of people uh you know called for this called for I this think, and yeah. it's important um yeah and i think it's about time it's really about time. a whole 10 years 10 11 years after i've left secondary school so that's really weird imagine over a decade wait shoot i left secondary school in 2009 10 years oh my goodness yeah i'm old yes you are whoa that hit me different. You know, you old lady, look at you in your shawl and your lavender. <laughs> so, I mean... So that, that, My shawl <laughs> is not, it's, it's a kanga. Okay. Whatever. I don't know if you guys know what that is. Whatever, I don't it's know. It's a, um, a Tanzanian um, traditional cloth that you wear. It comes in two pieces. It's one meter by 1.5 meters. It normally has a proverb. This this proverb... You're blowing grammar right now. No, but it does <laughs> How is proverb... Look at your head. Look at your head. Proverb grammar, you know. You make me sick. Anyways, and each kanga normally has a proverb um, on it. And this one says, um, which means the beginning is hard. And it's supposed to like you know, motivate you. And kangas are really beautiful. I actually wrote an article on it for Galdem a, t- a time ago. Wow, last year, probably the year before that. But yeah, go and read it, guys. <laughs> um, and, that, yeah. and, and that's it for this week's bite-sized moment on Zanzibari culture. Thank you. I really, else. listen, I'm pushing for this agenda. Every the day, Zanzibar agenda. No, because I'm tired of you no, hoes. No, there needs to be a drinking game. How many times is Ray's going to mention Zanzibar in every in an episode? episode? And how many times Ray's going to mention Beyonce in and every Beyonce. episode? Speaking of which. Oh, God, the Lion King. <laughs> of course. Speaking of which. Alright, let's not talk about Beyonce first of all. Let's talk about our Queen Blue Ivy Carter. So she's not only an actress, she's not only a director, she's not only a producer, she's, she's not a, only she's now a supermodel. She's a personality. She's, she's not only Beyonce's one. coach, Jay-Z's life coach. <laughs> like she's not only Solange's mentor. She's she's everything. She's a therapist. She's she's a governor. She's an events provider. She does she does it all. She's she's an events provider. She's an accountant. You know she'd be looking after Beyonce's accounts, so, Beyonce's socials. 
Okay, yeah. So she was all there, and and, and the they cho- had they had the uh, world and, premiere, and the Children of Destiny were there. Too. The Children of Destiny were there, and um, and Michelle. I just think that when we the video that I saw of you know Beyonce speaking. Um, okay, first of all, Beyonce, be very lion. careful. I am, I, all right, I, yeah, all right. I, I, Okay. I know, I know, but I'm saying like as somebody like I just feel like um, I was reading all the tweets. I thought you were off socials. Don't worry about me. I see everything. (laughs) I see everything. Okay. Um, Basically, (laughs) I see everything. Uh Sure, sure. I'm just not there. (laughs) But um, I was reading all the like the commentary because I read articles online that have embedded the tweets. Sure, sure, sure. No, don't try me. (laughs) Um, And I was reading it, and I was like, okay. And I watched the video, and I was like, all right. So it is, you know, like her voice is there, but I also feel like. I also feel like it's because we know that it's Beyonce, Beyonce that everyone's going to be like because uh, I, I felt the same when I listened to Donald Glover and I, and the only one that I knew didn't did, that didn't really that made me think oh that's it was Chiwetel's one was Scar because but then again Chiwetel is the only professionally like trained actor only first of all it's in, their voice and I know, no but it's a but voice acting is voice acting is a, is a skill in itself yeah I know but what I'm saying is what I'm, what I'm saying all is right, because, right, continue because, and then put, I'll put, have my no, two no, tens no no put your claws back in alright because right? what I'm saying is because obviously I'm trying I'm being no you know what fair. say it say it say it but like what I'm saying is that because Chiwetel is a voice actor and he can embody the character of Scar a lot better and differently because he has the tools and the techniques to do so because that is what he was trained to do. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like being it's like him being alongside Beyonce singing and Beyonce mm-hmm. has the arias so mm-hmm. don't you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like trying to do all that. So when you listen to Scar, you're gonna listen. You're gonna look at Scar. It's like when it's like when Idris Elba was Shere Khan. Mm-hmm. Like you knew it was Idris Elba, but also shit that was Shere Khan do you see what yeah. I mean but when I was listening when I looked at Beyonce playing Nala and then obviously Donald Glover playing Simba I was like okay well we know it's them when we were watching Lion King when it was a cartoon we didn't know who the actors were the only one I knew was was um, did you watch Smart Guy growing up no sorry you know I don't yeah. anyway, anyway so there was a, there, I didn't grow up in this country <laughs> I did but I didn't it was, it was 99 so yeah, I mean, I wasn't yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, wasn't here. It was 99, <laughs> I was going up to early. Anyway, so, um, but yeah, so I was just saying, like, that, that's that's the way I look at it. Okay. So, I mean, she's not, I, I wouldn't expect her to have those skills. Okay. Can I say something now? Because <laughs> no. you've been talking for a long time. I really move on to the no. next No, first of all, okay, so in all seriousness, as much as I love Beyonce, let me, let's just be real. I watched something where they took Nala's uh, voice from the cartoon, Lion King and they placed that voice over the this Lion King where they're trying to make these lines real okay and it still sounded weird because these lions obviously they're supposed to be real life versions or whatever they can't emote on their faces their eyebrows are not moving up and down up and down okay their cheeks aren't flushing they're not blushing their eyes aren't widening so it just generally looks weird I watched a clip where there was Beyonce wasn't there it was Simba and Simone and Pumba and it was I was like what is this rubbish okay so and then they put Beyonce's voice on the um, cartoon ones and it sounded fine like you know it's Beyonce but it it melt it molded together well because these cartoons can emote and so what I'm trying to say is you know I I forgot the tweet that said this so I have to you know I don't want to be stealing people's content out here I'm gonna say it because you know I saw it on a tweet these lions these lions 
It's not Beyonce that's not aligning with the lion. It's the lion that's not <laughs> that's not aligning with Beyonce. But also at the same time, I'm girl. I'm glad that my girl's getting all the coin because that coin is going straight to be uh, to Blue Ivy Carter, <laughs> Sir, uh, Rumi Carter, and Sir Carter, yeah. and. Let's go. Yeah, yeah she yeah. has that southern jewel. People are like, oh, you know, Lupita Nyong'o would have been great, you know, because she's East Africa, blah, blah. It would have still sounded like weird. Lupita. Yeah, it would have still sounded weird. I just, I'm saying, I don't know. Unless I think, they're getting all African, all like sort it. of East African, Central African actors. Yeah. Cool. But this isn't, um, listen, you, you got white people doing Timon and Pumbaa and they're like the most blackety black people in that damn movie. Are they? Yeah. They weren't in the... Cartoon. They're like the ghetto. <laughs> yes, they are. And these people are like yeah. middle... Like the, black, the, 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 ghetto, the ghetto is the hyenas. The hyenas mm, have always been the black ones. I don't ones. know. Well, I just feel like maybe Timon and Pumbaa are like, are like Shoreditch pre-gentrification. You know? That's how I look at them as. Okay, you know, so <laughs> is that it for Mr. News? I don't know where you're going so with this. Like, you're, you're trying. No, you're reaching. I'm not reaching. What I'm <laughs> saying is the, the lion is not aligning with Beyonce. And that's that's where I rest my case. Thank you very much. You still go and watch the film. Yeah. Same. I'm just I so I had a measured response. I feel like my response was very um balanced. No. It pointed out facts. Uh-uh. Asked the clips, every, everything. I, I, you did I, not disagree? I didn't. Fantastic. That's I'm, what I'm, that's, just, I'm, just, I'm just saying. That's all but I'm just saying the technicalities of the things. So anyway. So um <laughs> all right, cool. Let's get on to mostly. mostly yeah. So this week. Um, we uh, we read <clears throat> uh, Lewis and Louise yeah by Julie Cohen um, and like we said we would um, and yeah like I personally love this book I feel like it's one of the best books I've read this year um, for me just because it was a beautifully tender and gentle book and it I is loved, very tender isn't yeah, it yeah and um, for those like for those who don't know what the book's about, if you didn't hear our um, episode last week, it is a book about Lewis and Louise, Lewis slash Louise Alder, and living on parallel storylines with one difference. It's the fact that there's a different gender. Yeah. And, um, and about how certain elements in their storylines are affected because of that and how gender shapes a society. Um, and it's a it's an amazing book, beautiful book. Um, what did you think of it? What your first kind of so thoughts? my first thoughts were how the hell because obviously when you described it last week I was like how is it going to be structured in like in terms of chapter and, and narrative <laughs> and I really enjoyed the fact that it went back and forth between the two different versions um, and what I love the most is even sometimes they'll. It, because they both have the same storyline up until a certain moment in the book where something defining happens and that defining moment is essentially shaped by the gender. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I loved about it is that um, it highlighted how gender is very much about the expectations that other people put on you mm-hmm. rather than you in who you are because intrinsically speaking both Louise and Lewis had the same dreams had Mm -hmm. the same ambitions in equal measure but their their road in life was very much dependent on the expectations from other people and how they think they should react based off of these expectations um and what I loved is the fact that even though in these different chapters, so you have maybe it starts off with um, 
Louise and she's a little girl. And actually it starts off the same. So when they're talking about the baby, baby Louise and, and Louis, they, um, the narrator refers to them as Louie. So when they, when um, she's saying Louie, it's both of them. Lou. Lou, sorry. sorry Lou. Yeah, it's both of them. Um, and we have that Lou, Lou, Lou when all through yeah, the when, beginning when, when exactly yeah. and about I, I love the fact that they talk about the favourite colours and oh you know they come home and everyone's putting them in pink or blue but they actually they like yellow and yeah. all of these things yeah. um, they, they, they physically didn't like the colours yeah. so they, they gave them other colours yeah. and it was like oh when it was Louise the grandparents came over with dolls and all this yeah. stuff when it was Louis he came, they came over with like teddy bears teddy and bears cars, and cars. And, so it was and what was great is the this idea of expectation and how you should act. So when when they when they were toddlers, both Louise and Louis, remember this is the same person by the way. It's just so each chapter is mum and dad, baby Louise or baby Louis mm-hmm. and how they how they're being treated and how they act. And when they were young, I think they were around toddler age, you know, Louise will climb a tree and um, the mum or the best friend will be like, oh, you know, oh, that one's going to give you a bit of trouble when she's older. Mm. But Lewis will climb a tree and, oh, he's so active. Like, mm-hmm. what an amazing kid, you know? He's going to be such an active, he's such an active young boy. Yeah. And it's these things that obviously it it moulds you in a way in in you just reacting so differently to your stimuluses mm. and each stimulus stimuli. Is stimuli wow i've really said stimuluses wow like i did not wow i'm here to help you through you, you know what i had a rough day it's fine it's right. <laughs> i fully said stimuluses but, actually no stimulus stimulus and stimuli, stimuli. yeah i'm disgusted with myself <laughs> i'm fully disgusted with myself it's like saying fishes fishes is not a word but I don't say that though, because I'm cultured. <laughs> Anyways, I back know. back to Lewis and Louise. So yeah, the general questions then I tend to have because obviously within the book there's a there's a there's a we're not going to spoil it for you guys who want to read it, but there's a huge like uh, well there's a huge event that happens yeah. that then causes um, uh, friction or causes a, a divergence in the path from between between just between certain characters in the book. I would say between Louise slash Lewis and their parents. Yeah, and their, and their friends. And their friends. So they have these friends. There's um, Ali, twins. Twins, Ali and Benny. Yeah. Um, and their mum is best friends with Lewis slash Louise's mum. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're close and they just, they, they, the book crosses class lines. It crosses uh, gender lines. It also crosses. Friendship, uh, friendship and family. Sexuality. It's loads of different Sexuality, things. yeah. So, so many different things in there. Um, and so in the book, actually, and what I loved about it is just the, the touching on how sexuality in both characters doesn't change. It's mm. the same, whether yeah. they're a boy or a girl, yeah, yeah. they're both bisexual mm-hmm. and they both deal with their sexuality. I guess I would say differently because they're, of they're, expectations. They're, they're different, they're different things, but we'll get to that bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like <laughs> the annoying thing, like one thing that I've looked at when I was, when I was, um, reading it was about the impacts of gender mm. in society and it kind of made and the book really made me think about uh the way that we are conditioned by our parents mm. and the kind of things there was a scene in the book where um louise uh was encouraged 
to where, where, contacts. where, where contacts because yeah. you know she didn't have because her eyesight wasn't great but also she was encouraged to wear contacts because her mum who was a beauty pageant winner um, yeah her mum was a beauty pageant winner and all that stuff and you know she was very like conscious of her looks and her appearance and all this stuff and she is like to Louise that she has to wear her contacts because it makes her look better her oh look your better. eyes are so your beautiful, beautiful. beautiful you should so show them more kind of yeah stuff. but then also um, Lewis he never got that yeah he was okay like they were like you know he was a he was made to be the quote unquote the nerd kind of guy the kind of nerdy like you know just mill of, run of the mill yeah um Wear your glasses. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. I find that really weird because I was always told to wear my contact lenses because I look better without the glasses on. Really? Growing up. And I find that really strange. So when I read that, I was like, this is a really weird trope, but I'm probably just an anomaly. Oh, but I am because I got told not to wear because why are you putting things in your... But that's just advancement. <laughs> like, why are you putting things in, things your, in eye? your eye? Yeah, that's just like, why would you do that to yourself? Don't be stupid, you're going to yeah. ruin your eyes. But that's just, I guess, just, you know, parents yeah. being... <laughs> yeah, it was a weird thing because once you once you get to a certain age, you start to be aware of the opposite sex slash the same sex in mm-hmm. a completely different way. And when you contact lenses were in, braces were out. Yes. Did you ever? Did you popping. have you ever had that moment where you were like, "I'm a boy"? Did you, what did you ever feel that? Yeah, the thing is, like, it was one of those um, kind of it was, an, it was that convers <laughs> with a boy. Oh, I feel like with like a boy, when do you, how do you feel like, like a boy, boy like or a boy, man with a boy you're not told and with a girl you're told do you see what yeah, I mean like, and, it's, and you're just told in a different way so with a boy you're kind of expected to do things and obviously you get a, you get a lot of um, free reign yeah. to do stuff so if I was to run out on street fall over graze my leg or come back or cut some bruises come back fighting all this stuff oh he's a boy you know what I mean like he's just roughing and tumbling and doing all that stuff if it was a girl that had done that exact same thing it'd have been like what are you doing out there you are a girl all that yeah. kind of stuff so I feel I like I got that a lot yeah, that's kid, what I'm saying. Yeah. so like, you, you're told you're girl, girls, girls are told and consistently reminded that they're girls boys aren't necessarily reminded or told the boys there's something that but then not even just like outside but obviously I consider myself a girl a woman yeah a girl woman and I would say that I am female but I in my head I'm thinking when did I know that and and because I'm I know that like just I just know inside. But you know that because obviously you were... But I don't know if I know that because it's other people telling me. But you ultimately, yeah, I'm saying you know that because you are told that, but then also you feel that as well. Yeah. And it's like, this is what I mean, when it comes to people that are non-binary or trans, they know that. They know how they feel. They know how they feel. And it's obviously, they are not aligned with yeah. the body that they were born into. Yeah. And that's the kind of and that, and and I think that's the kind of nuance that a lot of people don't start don't think about or don't offer trans people or mm. non-binary people because they're like, how can you like how you like you physically just how you look, yeah. but everybody has an intrinsic feeling about how they feel. How they feel, body. yeah. I think this is interesting because I've talked about it before with regards to like uh, Freud's work on like the oceanic state and how like when you're younger and you're almost one with the world there you are encouraged in a way exactly as you said like the boy is encouraged to seek outside to go outside to go into the world whereas um girls are I I do think it's very different now in terms of well where we live anyway but obviously it's still the same you know in certain countries and blah 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 and not but there is this 
now we have learned or I, I would hope we're learning to treat like children that come into the world in a way that allows them almost to understand who they are and also say to the world this is who I am rather than tell me who I am mm. but then at the same time it's so hard to unlearn that because the way our social media the way our media in general is it's very telling like beauty products women like fashion industry women hardly not yeah. many men like do you know what I mean and also just like I know for me if I have a if I get pregnant and find out I'm having a girl oh my god it's a different like, kind of experience. This little bitch is going to be <laughs> in a tutu every day. What do you mean? But, I, but then I'm like, but, ooh, right. Mm. Does that mean, are we... I'm thinking about it now. I'm, I'm conscious saying, of it. That's what I mean. So whenever I, um, even when I consider like my little nieces and nephews being born and whatnot, and I look at them, I'm just like, what, I have to be very conscious about the expectations that I've been inherently had to unlearn and kind of deconstruct my own self, but in the face of their parents who have not. Mm. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. And it's like I will look at it and I'd be like, "Oh, she might be a tomboy." Even that, even that statement is a bit odd. right. Be like, she might, she might be somebody who likes to play football. She might be somebody who likes to uh, climb trees. She might mm. be someone, might be somebody who gets into fights. She might yeah. be somebody who's a bit like rough and tumble and that's okay. Yeah. That's the character. The character is quote unquote boisterous yeah. or whatever that is. He might be somebody who is gentle. He might be somebody who is a bit soft around the edges. He might just, be somebody yeah, who is Yeah, just a bit, even those like the connotations that we put yeah. around, like we put on top of gendered, like the way we gender people, yeah. And the fact that we put these on them, it's so stifling of character yeah. because I don't think that I was a sort of feminine child, mm. but I almost grew into that. Yeah. I was very like active as a young kid. Mm. I was backbiting, chatting. I was loud. I've always been that way. Mm. Right. But I think pink wasn't my favorite color. Mm. Pink is, is my favorite color at the age of 26. Yeah. Not even my favorite, but yeah, I have loads of pink things. Yeah, yeah. But it's something that, I've come to like, and mm. it and it's like, why are you gonna put me in pink? I don't like pink. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's so weird how when we gender people, mm. we gender girls and we we tell them to maybe be a bit yeah. more silent, a bit more softer around the edges. But I'm hoping, really hoping that that is not. Well, from the circle of people that we know mm -hmm. and the type of people that I hope are listening mm -hmm. and enjoy this content. Mm -hmm we are very much aware of how we're raising our brothers and younger brothers and sisters, our children, how we talk to the elder in the community. Because when somebody tells my little one, I don't have a little one, but I actually do. Um, like, oh, you know, don't cry. You're a boy. That's been done. I just get so angry. I'm like, don't, don't, don't tell him that. Mm. Let the boy cry. Yeah. It's actually okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that really riles me yeah, up. It's, it's, I mean, like, it's like, I think it's even dangerous to say, oh, let the boy cry. I feel like it's uh, find out why he's mm. crying. Do you know what I mean? Because he obviously cannot yeah, he's express. Crying. Yeah, he's crying for a reason, but you it's just I mean? like, don't cry about it. Like, don't, like, like, find out why he's crying yeah. and then let, let him know that it's okay to do so and all sorts. But also let your girls know that it's okay to be angry. Yeah, right. Let them know that it's okay to be... It's okay to speak you know up I an mean? octave. It's a, yeah, and, and not to be called, and not be told to, you know... I mean, there's really those words that come in, like you're being unreasonable, you're being too emotional, you're being all this stuff, and yeah. all this stuff are kind of attributed to Rana. And when you've got characters like uh, Lewis, especially in this one, like when he was like, oh, 
you know, there was two scenes where Louise saw her, her mom's makeup and her mom was like, oh yeah, come and I'm going to show you this. True, and, yeah. and then Louis was in there, saw the makeup and stuff and he was like playing around with it. And then she dragged him out and was yeah. like, go downstairs and blah, 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 yeah. all that stuff. And I just feel like it's just that. And it, it, it creates that kind of um, like separation between yeah. the way that you interact with your own mothers, your mm-hmm. fathers, because of the the whole thing just becomes quite, um, again, binary. And also, yeah, what, quite... I, what I found really hilarious, not hilarious, but. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Like, weird and funny is that in this book, Louise is not close to her mum. And that's for a particular reason. For, For a particular reason. But Louis is very close to his mum. Yeah. And depending on the gender is it's like that interaction between Lewis and his father but then Louise and her mother yeah and how so, that plays out yeah so early on in the book uh, both Lewis and Louise are contacted by a parent to come and see them mm. because one of the parents is suffering from, from an illness from a cancer yeah from cancer. and it's very interesting to see that the father goes for goes to physically collect Louise. Yeah. As her father is like, oh daddy, da, 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 da. Yeah. she come he goes to collect her. Um and Lewis's mom calls him. Yeah. So it's a very, very interesting. And if the, it starts off with like daddy's girl and mummy's boy. Mummy's boy, yeah. When one's born and the other. Yeah. And the perspectives that come with it. And um and I found that's very interesting. So what like, would you say your mommy's girl or daddy's boy? Mommy's girl, well, girl. Every time I say that I'm a daddy's girl, my mother gets offended. <laughs> Literally, I'll be like, yeah, like, I'm, I always say, I was like, you know, I'm a, I'm a daddy's girl. Is it your dad that buys you clothes in this house? Is it your dad that does this? And I'm like, relax, G. Like, calm down. Yeah. But um, I would say my brother, older brother, is like the golden son. Like, 
man can do no wrong in my mother's eyes. Literally, he did the worst thing possible. And my man is still covered with that love boy. <laughs> but I, I mean, I think it's beautiful because, I mean, she kind of did the same thing to me when, like, I moved out and mm. stuff. She was really there for me. And yeah. uh, she, she showed me that love that I think I was, I've always did, wanted yeah. um, from a mother. And I, but then again, I, I have silent, happy moments with my dad. Like I can just sit with my dad in silence mm. and it's cool. Mm. Like, and we, like he, we talk and stuff, but my mother is very involved in like, she is very involved in my mental health in terms of she cares about. And it's only now that I'm older and I've become more confident in talking to her about stuff like that, mm. that she's very much like, it's okay. Mm. Like back in the day, I used to have like lots of like, oh, you know, you're married, you need to get married, da, 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 you're Muslim, blah, 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 you finish uni, you get a job, like mm. next step. But now she's very much like, you know, everything in your own time. I'm like, ah, you, same, you, the same, same woman. Person, yeah. um, and so I think I've found a balance now. Yeah. That they're very much, both of them are very involved in my life. Yeah. And they, like my, I think I'll, my, like my, I look at my dad, he's very tender. My mom is loud like me, but mm. not loud, just like outspoken. Yeah. I think that's very interesting because- like, She's like a matriarch, her yeah. and my grandmother. Oh my goodness. Uh, what I found in mine is that my I'm very similar to my mom. Yeah. And my sister's very similar to my dad. Yeah. And we all balance each other out yeah. when we're all together, but then also we all clash when we're all together, yeah. if that makes any sense. Yeah. So- like the, my sister gives my dad the balance he needs mm. and I give my mum the balance yeah. he needs. So it's kind of, it makes it easier, like it makes it easier to kind of manage that yeah. environment. Obviously my sister is a, like my mum's daughter, mm. but she's also my dad's little girl. Yeah. And I'm my dad's only son. Yeah. And my mum's only boy. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's a really With weird golden kind of boy, yeah. It's not even that. They can't even be the golden boy if you're the only boy. You're just the, the boy. the boy. I'm the only, I'm her only son. But it's so daughter. interesting in this book so because when, when Lewis, one. sorry. So I'm not even the golden one because of the age gap as well. There's a huge, there's a seven year age gap. Yeah. So I'm not necessarily the golden boy. I'm just the boy. So that's a lot of responsibility. You know, so it's yeah. like, it's a lot. And it's just very different. Um, so I wouldn't say I was a mummy's But I feel boy. like your mummy's boy. But I like I'm close to my mum. Yeah. You see, I'm like you're, I would say you're more but, close to your mum. Yeah, yeah. Because you would look at a particular, like you... You know how, how, what am I going to say? It's like, you know how you, you look at your, for example, you look at your dad and you'll see a particular, there's a, there's a kind of, there's a, there's a threshold that's just not there because yeah. he's your dad. You know what but I mean? But like. Well, my mum, it's like. But if push comes mom. to shove, I'd go to my mum to have my back. Because I would say, I mean, like in terms of like my mum will, is like tactful. Mm. And my dad is like laid back. So if I want, if I want, if I'm in trouble, I'd go to the one that's not laid back. Mm. That's like, all right, listen, I know sometimes we so clash or whatever. So she has like, she has a plan. She's yeah, she'll have, yeah. She'll just be like, all right, you need to shut up. <laughs> and you know, this is what will happen. Mm. And my dad is like calming and you know, like I can cry. I guess I can cry to both of my parents, but if I cry to my mom, she'll get so stressed out. Mm. Like I remember I was, I told my mom that I had lost weight. Yeah. And this woman 
called my dad in the next room. Tell her, tell her to start eating. <laughs> so my dad calls like on the phone being like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, yo, I'm trying to be do hot girl summer here. And then you guys are worried. The next day I get a call from my older brother being like, all right, so what's wrong? You know, are you stressed out? Like, are you feeling down again? Have you been going to therapy? Like, you know, mum called me and said that you're, you know, you've lost weight. I'm like, this woman hasn't even seen me. <laughs> She's like, it's crazy. So, no. And I do feel like that was- But that's the thing. And that's, that's what that I, was Louise's yeah, mum in a way. Yeah, that's what I do see in Louise's mum. Yeah. But then also it's like with Lewis and his mum, there were no, like, there were no vulnerable moments. There wasn't. In that, like, yeah. he was really trying to be, because I think he just he had detached himself from the way, from his parents mm-hmm. in a way that a lot of men typically do. They detach themselves because it's like, you know, there's an, there is an attachment with, um, apparently, with women when it comes to their families and their mum. There's, there's an attachment, there's an expectation there. And I think that Julie, yeah. Julie Cohen kind of writes that really beautifully in the book. Like she just says, like, there is an attachment between her daughter, well, Louise, Louise's daughter and Lu- and Louise's mum. Mm-hmm. There's an attachment that she has with the family. There's certain things that decisions can't be made quickly because everything has to be considered mm-hmm. all the time, and it and it proves quite difficult for Louise to kind of make a decision as it goes. But even, with regards yeah. to Louis, though, Louis and men in particular can detach very easily. Mean. So he could leave. He could get married. He could then leave his wife to like to, 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 come, to, to back. come back. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And then like his dad in the, the dad storyline and the, the male storyline, Lewis's storyline. Yeah, yeah, the male storyline. Um, he basically was like, you know, the dad separated. Left, left yeah. Because like, I want to like, go on a gap here yeah, and travel. Gap, yeah. So I mean, obviously, but like when we find out the reasons why he yeah. left, it wasn't to do with anything interpersonally with yeah. regards to with him and his wife. It was like a wider array of yeah. things like around masculinity and all that kind yeah. of stuff and um, because Lewis's Lewis and Louise's dad is he's not a the, is, yeah he's a baller, but he's not the archetypal macho, macho man father he's a, he's, yeah he's a very gentle yeah he's a very like calm he's calm. a very he, I he, love he, him yeah, he I loves, love him in the girl storyline yeah yeah he loves that like, I mean he loves his family he he talks, he yeah. has that stuff. He's very intuitive, as mm-hmm. you will see, like, you know, throughout the book. Yeah. And it's like... Um, and, but he's the mum, though, and, I feel like and, so much was yeah, put on her. Yeah, the mum was a lot put... Yeah, a lot was put on her. Yeah. But then the dad, in the in Lewis's storyline, he... It was that whole thing, well, Lewis is okay. Mm. Lewis is fine. Because he's a boy. He's a guy, he's yeah. married, he's got his books. Finally, I can, you know... He can go, because yeah. he, like, there's a guilt that he doesn't want to continue living with. Yeah. So he just decides to go because he's always wanted to do that. And he's a man in of himself, so he can do he that. He can do yeah. that. So, and, but he didn't, like, um, without doing too much of a spoil, he wanted to take his wife away, yeah. like, on, to travel with him, yeah. but she didn't want to leave yeah. the city because that's the city, that's the, the town she knows. She's very attached she's to very it. she's very attached to it. Yeah. And this is what I mean, it's that whole, um, that maternal focus, like, the maternal energy is to stay like to stay into but I also feel like that's also socially constructed as well because like for me I do think it is socially constructed like half and half like nature and nurture right there is this in-depth really intricate and an innate feeling that you get when you maybe have a child but to what extent is that pushed forward and really cemented by motherhood 
and how you should be as a mother, you know, or like, oh, a mother will never leave you. Oh, Mother's Day and all of these things about mothers, 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 mothers. To what extent is that this is this? These are the expectations of you. Like when we see we hear stories of mothers leaving children, we don't get we get so much more shocked mm. than than we when we talk about quote unquote deadbeat dads mm. it's become like yeah, yeah sure I just yeah, don't live with my dad oh yeah my it. dad left when I was a kid alright cool oh my mum left when I was a kid what the hell yeah how yeah whoa oh congrats to your dad for taking care of you I'm like excuse congratulations, me congratulations yeah. yeah it's wild and even that, and even as the point you made about Mother's Day and Father's Day like the expectations for Mother's Day Mother's Day is high there's, there's brunches there's um, taking them out there's yeah. taking them stuff. on holiday, holiday. buying them mulberry flou- bags there's flowers yeah. there's Chocolates, there's yeah. wine, there's Dad, dads get get socks. Dads, you know, like I mean, they do they do get kind of a a bare brunt of it, but they don't. But the thing is, but they also don't make a fuss about it. Yeah. If that makes any sense. They don't. There's this kind of like, oh well, I'm here. You know yeah. what I mean? If they, if they are there, but like it's like you know what I mean? They're like, well, I'm here, so whatever. Yeah. They probably get a card. They probably be happy, quote unquote, happy with the card. Yeah. And some father, but then, but also it becomes a question of, do we have to, um, like, if I want, if I did feel unhappy about what I was getting on Father's Day, do I have the right to kind of say that? Because ultimately the mother carries a child for nine months, like, you know, but also, I mean, you create that then, child, then, and I think the father, the part, the fathers, because that lackluster energy also is there post the baby. It's like the mother's always there, and yeah. then the father is like in and out. But what I think is hilarious is I'm but watching not always, Friends. But not always, not, it's not always, but with how it's portrayed in the media, like it's it, it's okay if this is how the father is. Now I, I remember I went to Africa Rights the other day, and I listened to a panel on our father's daughters, and this girl talked about how her friends, they always talk about their mums. And it's so weird because she doesn't live with her dad. So she just never talks about him and her friends don't talk about their father. So she thought that these people or these, their friends just don't have their dads around them. And when her friend like one day randomly met, talked about her dad, so oh, like, where's your dad? So we live with him. It's like, oh, and it's that like, you don't talk about your father as much as your mum. But then is it because they are women? And they have more to say because I feel like a I, mom, I think I feel like a mom would be more involved in their daughter's lives than a man. I don't think or so. Or a father, that tradition, traditionally, maybe. But if I'm you're sure, in the same uh, house, if you're in the same house, yeah, and it all depends on the on the react on the relationship the Domestic father has, relationship, you know, yeah. the relationship the father has with his children, and um, like, you know. But no, I really like this book. Yeah, like it's, 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 a, it's very it, nice, it's very it's tender, amazing. and it's very intricate. And it's amazing. Like, yeah. um, and like, just a few things about the repercussions that happen with regards to specific events. Yeah. Um, like, obviously, women bear the brunt of the repercussions because, like, you know, they the physical brunt. Know, they, well. Yeah, there's two. There's two Lewis and Louises that come back. There's two Lou's that come back. There's one Lou who has a daughter and there's one Lou who has a wife. Yeah, that he doesn't love. But yeah, but there's that. And they're breaking up. Yeah, but there's also, which one's the easiest one to let go? Mm. Well, 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 actually, the answer is in the novel, right? Because Louise comes back to Casablanca with her daughter. Louis comes back by himself. Yeah. So, and this wife is just like, yeah, 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 on yeah. the phone somehow. He's even like calling her at times when she he knows that she's not going to pick up. <laughs> so yeah. he can deliberately miss her call and yeah. her emails. Yeah. So I think the answer to that is just the, the woman has this 
luggage based off of the issues that have the things that happen who bears the brunt like clearly in in this novel anyway i would say it's louise Mm -hmm. but then can can lewis talk about talk about the issues that happened to him Mm -hmm. you know yeah and a final kind of not final but there was a huge question around masculinity Mm. and what that looks like so we obviously spoke about um of Aldo, that's Lewis's, Lewis and Louise's dad. Yeah. And he basically had, um, he was a founder, founder, he's from the family that founded this, the town. And they have a mill that creates paper for magazines and stuff. And obviously he is not like. Macho-y. macho Like, you know, he. He's you know, not a he, man. He wants, to be man. An, he wants to be an engineer. He's very mathematical. He likes to, he likes culture. He likes the idea of traveling. He does yeah. all that stuff. Um, and there's a scene at the very beginning of the book where he's um, talking like to some of the, his colleagues. Yeah. Also, like colleagues slash his staff <laughs> yeah. eventually. But. Um, when is baby due? Yeah, when is baby due and all this stuff. And like, you know, um, Irv is very sensitive. He's like, like rubbing like his wife's stomach. Yeah. This is a um, like rubbing her stomach, like fact, he's, he's, yeah. he's, he's he's assessing her body. He's like he's be, he's being there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like you know, and he doesn't feel like he can kind of express that side of him to those men um, yeah. when he's talking about like the pregnancy thing. Because ultimately, as much as the physical brunt is on the woman to give birth, it's also an emotional brunt as well for yeah. both people involved. And I think what the book did really well is showing how actually fathers do immediate have Im- immediately have that connection with their children, because obviously as a mother you're expected to like hold the baby in your arms and oh my god you fall in love immediately, and there's always that doubt whether the ch- the the father will have that. Mm-hmm. And I was watching Friends and it was when Ross was like freaking out about having Ben and he took his dad out and he was like when did you know that you were like a father and when did you feel like a father because mm. I don't know if I'll feel that when the baby comes and in this book you know the mother like Peggy, Peggy yeah. has the baby and she's like preoccupied because obviously in those times the men the man will be told to like go outside to wait yeah. and she has the baby and it's like alright the midwife's like okay let me bring him like your husband back in and then she's like wait 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 how do I look oh my god yeah. give me a mirror give me some lipstick da 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 and then like the man comes in now and he's just like I'm this is my child I'm here for the baby yeah. I don't care how you look yeah. and he like is like oh my god like beautiful yeah because he's always looked at his wife as beautiful yeah. anyway so he doesn't like you know what I mean he's not like yeah like, I mean, and, it's kind of and like, he falls in love with, with Lewis slash yeah. Louise Lou, yeah. Lou. Yeah. yeah and there's another pivotal kind of moment within it which kind of questions like you know about men not talking to one another men mm. not being not having friends um, that can help them through tough times which culminates in quite a really tragic and traumatic experience for a lot of people involved mm. And it did, it, 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 this whole thing just kind of made me really think about like the the impacts that all these things have. I mean, this is a very small, this is a, you know, the beauty of this novel is like, it's a very small community and with very few characters, but it kind of like explodes and open, and like smashes wide open, like yeah. the, interaction. The, the interaction between one another. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, Toxic masculinity kills. 
Sam. And harms and destroys so many people. And, and it's like, yeah, you, you know. No, last week we talked about, I think it was last week we talked about how like men will maybe sometimes use women as emotional blankets and just spill, spill, spill to the point where it's actually harmful. Yeah, and emotional blankets, yeah. physical blankets. Yeah, physical blankets. And in this, in this book, there is there is that idea of this man has has no, uh, you know, one of the um, Lewis slash Louise's friends, the twins, um, has no, obviously that, yeah. that person or somebody to talk to. So exerts that over Louise. And I think personally... It, it was almost a way of saying, have all of this pain. And it was just like horrific because because there are those spaces do not exist mm. or if they do exist, they're not comfortable enough. Yeah. That energy is now put on a woman because no, you must be here for me. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. you have to be here for me because nobody else is. I must put all of this emotional shit on you and if you don't accept it you're a horrific human being mm. if you say no and t- like turn a blind eye to it you are a hor- hor- horrific human being mm. you have to be the nurturer you can't you can't like say no mm. to this like yeah. you have to be that person and how dare you to, to not be there and I think that is that that's that kills you know yeah because to what extent can I can I be a sponge to pain mm. because I, pff, do you know what I mean yeah. And it caused such a physical effect on Louise to the point where it broke a lot of her relationships yeah. that she has with her parents, her friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the reaction of when they both return, mm. uh, the, the the tone, the tones are different. Yeah. The tones are different. And it's a very, yeah, it's a very cleverly written book. And I think that everybody should go out and buy it. It's a really good it. book. I really Enjoy it, yeah. And I think it's yeah, and I think yeah, and I think like the core of the book though is love, and about how yeah that can kind of be like impacted and relationships, love, relationships, so not love, just, not just friendship, romantic, but like friendship, friendship. relationships, just mother, father, love, just general kind of like love. understanding yeah. across the board about each other, and I think that's one of the things that that kind of really hit home for me yeah. in this book. So I'll say go out and get it. Um, probably going to round up there. Yeah. But um, I think it's a great book. It's not that long either. And yeah. Yeah. If you listen to it on Audible, it's like 10 hours. Yeah. You listen to it on 1.5 speed. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, there are, there are other themes in it. Class, race. Yeah, major. Um, yeah, and all that stuff. But yeah. So. Lovely. All right, so, you, don't, you don't have questions so for me. I don't have questions for you because you don't do your homework anyway. Well, okay, give me the damn no, homework so I'm then. I'm going to give you the homework on air so everybody can hold you accountable to all of this stuff. Let's go. Um, basically, you need to watch seasons... Okay, not seasons. Well, yeah, you do need to watch seasons three. Watch season three of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Not season one. No. Well, okay, you don't have to. I think I started a few episodes of season one. Okay, watch season one of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And I wouldn't What's up in season three? What happens in season three? I think just the, I think is the that, layout that I think, iconic I, is no, that iconic oh I never had my dad no 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 I think the layout for me the layout changed the, the mansion changed oh me, <gasps> is, is that when light skin out no, no no no, no. <laughs> um, but I'd say yeah watch watch Fresh Prince of Bel Air season one I would also say to I'm going to give you a list of music videos <gasps> to watch okay um I've watched the thang, thang, thang ones. I feel like that's the major one. And I know that song. The major one. 
yeah that's okay, the so major I'm gonna do, I'm no that's do. the major like anyway, video gonna, okay anyway i had that I'm playing gonna, on my 10th birthday party I literally have it. Did and any, I used to bloody love that did song. Did any of you understand what was happening? No, of course not. Did no one understood what was well, happening in there? maybe the elders did, but we had that blowing up. Oh, Matt, okay. Like on my 10th birthday party. Was I? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm going to give you a list of music videos, but I need you to watch season one of Fridge Mints a bit there. Noted, Mr. Reeves. Uh, yeah, so we're going to do that. And then I will give you a list of stuff to watch and then I'll quiz you on it. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to like do all the, like, I'm going to win the quiz. No, like, because I'm gonna I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you expansive questions. You need to be watching it in detail. Oh You're taking notes. I need you to be <laughs> I need you to do research on the ones I send you. I need you to answer be able to answer why they wrote the song. I need you to Oh my song. god. So I need you to be on genius. You know I, I have a be, job, right? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so um, Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, what so are the music videos? Are you gonna tell me that off air? Uh, no, I'm not gonna tell you off air, but also I do think like there's a you like the whole period between millennium and 2010, right? Yeah. So yeah, I like I'll, that. I'll have I'll have a collection. But also maybe 90s might be even better because I I know Ooh. nothing. When I tell you nothing, I mean like from like 1992 when I 1993 when I was born until like 1999. Okay, I'm gonna give even you- later than that. I'll, I I just don't know. All right. Like I was in Zanzibar living it up. I will mix it. I will mix it up for you. Okay. Mix it up for you. And if you guys have any kind of, uh, you know, ideas that you want to give, just tweet mostly lit and let us know what, what, yeah, you, what we should do. For what that. I should do because I'm lost out here. You're lost. I don't know. I'm what, getting better though. I don't know for you sometimes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, um, mostly flicks. Mostly flicks. What so, are you watching? What am I watching? So I basically, um, I've been watching a lot of stuff. I have just finished Killing Eve. Right? Tell me it wasn't amazing. I love this stuff. I loved this. I loved it. And I mean, a lot of my friends didn't really like it. They thought that it was quite weird and it was, um, like the story arc wasn't strong or supported and stuff. But I, I really, I, I really, I really enjoyed um, this season. And uh, I think that it was really good. I think that, you know, Jodie Comer is an amazing... Now it's just... Amazing actress. All them accents. I just, um, I was just like, spins me all the time. I got it. Like Sandra O oh was was Sandra O. Oh. Sandra O oh as yeah. um, what's her name? Eve. Yeah. Eve Palastri. Eve Palastri. Uh, pissed me off, just to no end. But you know, what yeah. I mean, that's her role in the thing to be an annoying, yeah, protagonist, yeah, slash antagonist. Um, yeah, it was great. I really enjoyed it. Uh, great storyline. I think Phoebe Waller-Bridge wrote it, didn't it? Wrote a few episodes, mm. Flea Bags. Um, I actually need to watch that because I feel like it was you who wants yeah. to talk about it and I haven't so watched it. So I, I really enjoyed, the thing I love about Killing Eve is that the, obviously having leading women in the, I like that. I love that. Having such uh, varying roles in that they're, they're so powerful like in that you know Fiona Shaw's character mm. um, Petunia Dursley Petunia um, Pet- Petunia Petunia yeah so Fiona Shaw's character was she's very I love she her. does she just you just never know where you stand with her you don't and it's scary and, like oh my and, god like what's and I, up and I yeah and I think it's fantastic I just don't know I feel like this season was, was really was really good you know what I loved there was a black woman in, in there who was pregnant? When do we ever see pregnant characters just being characters yeah. and without it being like a story about them being pregnant? Yeah, I didn't realize. I really loved that. I was like, oh she my God. She mentioned she was pregnant. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. 
But, like, but it, it was just seeing her at the beginning and she was just pregnant and it was like, fine. But it was, yeah. And I was there. like, oh my God, I don't it, see that. It makes you realise that the way that, obviously, when when women are writing the stories, like, it, the stories are just... The stories, like, you know what I mean? stories. Like, the, like, you know what I mean? And it's just, it's just fantastic. So, of course, she's she's pregnant and she's working yeah. because that's what yeah. women do. Are you, are you okay to fly? Yes, yes I, am. I am. Okay. All go right, ahead, let's go. Go ahead and do and the And it's thing. not like a thing but where what, I love that. What do you think about, like, Eve's obsession with um, Villanelle? Um, she has a, it's a weird kind of like... Yeah, it gets her ticking, right? I think it's about attention. Mm. She loves that attention. And I think... Oh, Eve's attention. Eve, no, Eve. no. They both like each other's attention. Yeah. But Eve especially loves having the serial killer who's enigmatic and just, you know, different and, you know, charismatic in a way. She loves knowing that she has that attention. Mm. And she's a very boring character, in my opinion. Nothing, w- yeah, nothing wild or nothing d- ingenious about her, really. That's the point. She's so She's so mundane. bland, exactly, and mundane. In However, yeah. I think... The fact that this interesting character has has an interest in her turns mm. her on, and I think that's very normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are several scenes in there where she, where she capitalizes on that. Yeah, that, when yeah. yeah, that oh, you know, she loves me. She's obsessed with me, yeah. so I know that she'll be interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you want for dinner? Shall I cook spaghetti? I'm like, this woman is weird. I'm sorry, like, and they were both like playing like, a game. Yeah, yeah spaghetti. Stuff. Yeah, spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm I loved when she like gave her, she's like, oh, I've come to kill you, blah, blah, blah. And then she took the, the, the pill or whatever. She's like, why did you do that? And she's like, oh my God. And I was like, you two need to behave. And then she started, they started laughing. And I was like, you know, you're actually, I was like, so, you guys are actually well. You guys are just playing with each other's lives. It's just, just pushing yeah. each other to the limits yeah. of what, of what they can and can't it's do. It's excitement, right? Yeah. Everyone's bored and wants some excitement in their life, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is though, when you've been through that and you realize that the excitement is toxic, you want it. You don't want that shit. Yeah, exactly. You don't want it at all. I remember to live on my first. I was like, I'm so bored, but I'm so happy that I'm bored. I was thinking this the day. I was just like, oh, I'm a bit bored now. I like, like, I was like, my life is so like, wow. like my life is interesting. But it's funny. I tell other people, and they're like, what things I'm doing, and they're like, oh my god. But with me, I love a new project. I love something different. I do that. And so when I get a little bit bored, I'm, I want something else. And my friend was like. Girl, you better stay there and enjoy that shit. Enjoy it, yeah. And I love it. it. Personally, for me, I love that boring ass energy when your life is actually peaceful and nice. Enjoy the peace, bruv. It's beautiful. I'm like, I don't want nothing else. Enjoy that. I think it's beautiful. Enjoy that. Because I feel like that's what everybody wants. And then when they have it, they're like, oh. I'm like, nah, G. Oh my gosh, the drama in my life. Yeah, nah. And they go go to Twitter. (laughs) And that's what it is. Anyway, so... Oh, but yeah, I feel like it was a great season. I feel like it was a good season. I mean, yeah. really, not everybody would have liked it, but I feel like it was, I think it was truly just, you know, amazing cast, beautifully. Even when, like, even, when Zoe, even when Zoe, even when Zoe Wanamaker like was in it, just, <laughs> I was like, I love, I love her just <laughs> as someone. Yeah. I just feel like you're just great. Um, I so, watched, um, what's the other thing you watched? I started watching Years and Years. Okay. And I'm loving it so far. Yeah. What I love and I find so bloody creepy is that young girl who has filters on her face. And obviously technology Bethany, has Bethany. like, yeah, technology has advanced so that filters are no longer just on your phone, but they're actually like on your they're face. 3D, they're yeah. 3D and you can just be in them. And this girl, I, the when they were talking about how she was like, the parents were looking up her, um, her like socials and what she's like researching and she's researching like, 
being trans and stuff and coming out. And they were all like supportive. And I was like, you know, you can, like, we, we, we love you, mm. blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, I want, I'm not transgender. I'm trans data or trans is it transhuman? Transhuman. Transhuman or something. So basically she wants to basically become a USB. Have you ever seen? <laughs> Piss off her. <laughs> she because, wants to become a floppy disk. Like uh, she wants to become she a wants USB. To be, she wants to become data. <laughs> she wants to become, have you seen that film with um, Scarlett Johansson? When she, at the end, she turns into a USB. <laughs> she, she gets so advanced. Oh, okay. It's a rubbish film, but I personally love it. Oh, Emma. Uh, it's something with a name like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but. But yeah, I think. Um, I just laughed my head off. I what, literally lost it. What episode are you on? Um, I'm at that episode when, what's her name, has just lost out on. I think she's like presented as like the Boris Johnson or like even. What episode is that? I don't. I don't know. I think. I think. Yeah. I think it's like the second one. Okay. Episode. I think it's the second or third one. Yeah. It. it, It's hilarious. It moves mad. The 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 series is fantastic. I love Russell T Davies. I love all of them. Russell T. And we have like immigrants coming in from like Russia or whatever. Yeah, I love them all. Yeah, Emma Thompson is amazing. I think the whole cast. I just have time for yeah each and every single one of them and um and like but it also raises those questions about like how things just kind of move along move along in, you don't even realize and it's like you know there's I mean, you're probably gonna get to a point where it's like you know obviously they, they make a comparison between transgenderism and transhumanism yeah and about how people kind of abuse those kind of um the people that have the that want that but it's so weird because the first time I heard of that I laughed and thought what the hell but then I yeah but then I realised I'm like wait this this like for me maybe this is ignorance and what is ignorance because if somebody wants to be a USB I mean the thing is but the thing is is this is not the first time we've seen that though we saw that in the San Junipero episode of Black Mirror where I don't think I watched that one that's the one that won wait is that in the the head. Yeah. Like, you know, instead of dying, you, you, yeah. you upload your consciousness yeah, to yeah. the, to the yeah. thing. And that's what it is. But I don't know, man. But like, and, and, I mean, a part of me is like, I would probably, I probably say that if I was in my last, if I was in my last years, like my last four, four or five years, I was in a coma, put yeah. me in San Junipero yeah. Yeah. until yeah. I die, yeah. like physically die, then yeah. whatever. I have that in my will, I have that in my But then I'll be in that place forever, right? Yeah, but you'll be in that my place. My consciousness, consciousness will be, be in that place until, 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 until they take you out. Yeah. And then that's, and then you're you're dead, sort of thing. But what if like I die in real life, but then my consciousness No, is, I'm saying, like when you die in real life. So your consciousness gets conscious, uploaded. Consci- no, so basically, so in San Junipero episode, right? For those who haven't watched it anyway, but in the San Junipero episode, one of the girls is in a coma. Yeah. So because she's in a coma, she had an accident when she was younger yeah. and then she's been in that coma for years. Um, and they uploaded her consciousness to to this place. Yeah. Uh, her lover, her friend, whatever, goes periodically yeah. to there. Yeah. And things. So basically, so you, so, so you can be alive. So you can be, you're alive and you can upload your consciousness yeah. to this space. The option then comes out when you die, do you want your consciousness to be uploaded there forever? Or do you want to die. die physically? So what would you do? So if you, that's what I'm saying. Like if I had the last, if I had like if I was in a coma for all that time and it got to a stage where they're like we can't keep keeping you alive, mm. and it's like oh we we're gonna give you two years and whatever, I'd be like well okay fine I'd my piece of. 
the human body and I just look be like look Bye. I'm gonna go to this place I'm gonna just enjoy I'm gonna enjoy the two years I'm gonna have fun I'm gonna do whatever I do I'm gonna eat the food I want I'm gonna go to whichever decade I want I'm gonna do all that stuff and then when those two years are up I'm gonna be like cool I'll make the decision so you don't wanna be there forever I wouldn't wanna be there forever because yeah, because you, you, you are there forever, but you're there forever in the state that you are go in. in. Do you see what I mean? You yeah. know, for example, like you, can't for, 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 you can't age. So the, you choose the age you want to be, you do all of that yeah. stuff, and then yeah. you just. Stay I agree, there. that's what I would like so as I, well. I, I feel like there's a, there's a healthy option there. Yeah. I do think, I do think, like, sometimes you just, you, like, you, you can't live, like, I don't know, living forever is a bit like it's, dead. it's one of the most egotistical things of the human I also just I think that living forever gives, give living, gives living no purpose. Yeah. Yeah, but then also you're not even living forever on the world. You're living forever in another, in yeah. another dimension. You're not even on the physical world yeah. that you grew up in. And also, so I, like, do you learn lessons? Do you go through experiences? So do you do you film relationships with other people? That's the thing, though. But if you've if you've lived a life on Earth where you've aged physically and whatnot, then you upload your consciousness, and then you're now back into your twenty year old body. And you've lived that 60, 70 year old life. That's mad. It's, you're just like, all the lessons you've learned, you've learned. Yeah. You know the. the can the, you experience the, heartbreak in that realm? Yeah, you can, you can experience emotions. And can you can you get other people's consciousness who have died or are in a coma into that as well? Like interact with each other? Yeah, yeah all the people that they interact yeah. with are people that have uploaded their consciousness ah, into the space. You see what I mean? Fantastic. So I feel like, so for example, if we got to like. You should do that for you know, if we were like, if we, got, if we got to like 80 <laughs> yeah. and whatnot, and then obviously whatever, we went to the, the consciousness and I'm like, oh, right, that's Raymond, she was 20. Hey. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But we already know like the Remember 80, when we used to do most yeah, of it? The, the 80 years like that have come by. You yeah. see what I'm saying? And I think that question is explored in years and years at, yeah. some, at later they love that episodes. concept because I watched the final episode of Black Mirror with Miley Cyrus in it yeah. and she her consciousness she was in a coma got uploaded into this doll and stuff yeah. and yeah yeah and I think so. that, and that's kind of where we're going like a lot of um, with the way social media is and the fact that our brains now are just so short term yeah, and our like data our is data massive data has been kind of like decentralised and all that stuff yeah um, like companies know more information than, about you than the police yeah yeah literally yep and that's um, explored in like the second episode of Black yeah. Mirror this season yeah um, it's wild yeah so I'm watching that and I'm obviously watching Love Island <laughs> yeah oh yeah um, uh, yeah okay. I'm, I've just finished um, Stranger Things Oh, so I'm going to give that myself a nice weekend because I've booked tickets to go and see that for a secret cinema. I don't know how it's oh, going to yeah, work I got, out. I got an email about that, but I didn't yeah. go. I, like, I don't know how it's going to work out because I think this is the first time they've done a, se- a series rather than a movie. Yeah. Um. So, I. Th- oh my God, imagine them, like, it's going to be wild. Like, the upside down, like, physical, is going to be amazing. Yeah. That's in November, so I'm excited to go and see that. So I'm going to literally spend a weekend just okay. watching Stranger Things yeah. I literally love it I love it and I, but this season season three is, is it good it's really good um, they've grown up a little yeah. haven't they do you know what it does and, and, and the thing is and that's really taken into account with the whole with it and um, yeah. I love one thing I loved about this this season was just that the idea of friendship and it made me nostalgic for a time period that I never experienced. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I kept thinking about, oh, what, like, what would it have been like if I had, like, a core of four friends growing up, like, ride, riding around in our bikes and then creating worlds for ourselves and doing all this stuff? What would it have been like growing up in the 80s? You know what I mean? Because the thing is, one thing, one thing I had to re- uh, recognise, I remember watching it, was that these guys, they would just go out all day. If you think about, on if, their bikes. On their bikes. If you think about Lucas, um, Lucas's parents yeah. and all the stuff that they go through in the thing he literally would leave his house in the morning 
go to his friends and they will go and have all these adventures yeah. and they'll come back. They'll come back. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I'm thinking, like, there was no, there were no foes. They had walkie-talkies. Walkie-talkies. They had walkie-talkies and whatnot, but they were, like, they were creative enough to just enjoy that time. That's childhood. That's childhood. And, like, I remember, like, I did go out and ride my bike and stuff, but I never really had, I wasn't, my where where I lived, I wasn't near my friends yeah. in that sense. So, so I had this, I was, yeah. yeah, I had like a, a madrasa, which is like mosque school and I had certain friends, but we'd meet, like we'd go to madrasa every day. So after school, we'd go there and, you know, recite the Quran and learn lessons and then we'll obviously talk to each other and have like fun. Mm-hmm. So I had that, but I had that from like maybe the age of um, eight until like 12 or 13. And so I think I had that, but I feel so sorry for like the kids now who like, don't they don't leave their house they're they're on like social media and not that that's bad but like just physical interaction it's just it's just changed i mean because like because maybe they have fun fun because i mean like if you think like i look at my cousin and he has like he's gaming yeah and i was online talking to his cousin in coventry and they're chatting to each other and playing games he's gaming but also like i mean recently i was just i was actually surprised i went to the house and I was like, I was coming in, I was like, yo, what's up? And then he's busted out, he's leaving, he's going out with his friends, his friend pull up and he's yeah. going out. And I'm like, right, he's, he's growing up. Yeah. But at the same time, like a lot of young people, they are um, they are very tuned in to like their gaming or they're very niche in what they like and what mm-hmm. they expect. And yeah. And some do play out. Like, yeah, some, some, this, yeah. some do play out. Like, and is it, and it, that's what I'm saying. That, not that much has changed, yeah. but there's more There's more elements to childhood yeah. that comes with it's it. It's like, what do you want to experience? Yeah. What kind of childhood I, do you want to have? Yeah, I do think about it. And I like, I, I recognise that I basically spent a lot of my time, I was reading, I was writing growing up, and I was just like, but a lot of my friends weren't near me. So I spent a lot of time yeah, at home. Same. Every so often, and if we did go out, it was planned. It was like, oh, let's go to the cinema. Okay, mm-hmm. we're gonna go to Harrow Town Centre yeah. and we're gonna just yeah. go to the cinema, watch it, and then we're gonna come back yeah. or whatever. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like it was never. It just was, go out for a day. It was never, we never. Oh, we're gonna go out for a day. Here's some money. Come go, back by. Come, come back, back by, by five yeah. pm. That's what it was. Never that sort of thing. It was like everything was planned. But even like summer holidays. But the thing is, I had that in the summer holiday. I would say. Yeah. But for a very small period of time and then I grew up and then as a girl the boys were allowed to go out and as a girl I was like oh no you have to stay in yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I hate about my childhood though in terms of I was very gendered mm. and not I mean I, I knew I was a girl but it's just that all of these expectations like after a while I couldn't play out yeah. I was like excuse me but Christina and Gemma are outside playing yeah. and I, and I want to play with them yeah. back in the day like young boys who I used to like be friends with around my area and when I used to live in Leighton like they used to lock on my door and be like is Rafe allowed to play out <laughs> and then my, my aunt and uncle would be like yes or no do you know what I mean yeah. and I'd be like listening like oh. and I'll plan it like can you tell them my parents, like, you know what I mean? that never happened to me because I was really? too far away from their particular like yeah. for example if my friends that's, that's the thing. don't you have that people knock like your neighbours knocking your door and be like is Ray no, or no, Alex no, allowed to play out I don't know they never because oh. the thing is like it was even weird and that's what this is what so made you me you never played knockdown ginger in the flat that's the thing I would only I never yeah, I, was, I, never <laughs> I lived, used to I, knock I, on I, people's doors like crazy I never, lived in a, I never lived in a flat Yeah. but also I if I was to do that I'd have to go to where my friends were Okay. and they all lived in an area you like, are a suburban so, boy yeah, I mean, they you lived, lived on Wisteria Lane <laughs> And like, so yeah, so they, they, I'd have to go down there to see what they're up to. Yeah. And they would actually be you like- You to get to the end. Yeah. Like it wasn't even, <laughs> but like they would, they would go there. And, they would, and if they wanted to play not like Knock Down Ginger or whatever, or ride their bikes out, they yeah. would do that. I would literally have to ride my bike to them. To like them. none of them would come to me. Oh, babe. And when I look at it, I was like, that's actually really deep because 
like just to ain't, my, ain't my, nobody like, coming to you because like, my area like we have and I was thinking about it I went for a walk the other day and like my area has is so vast like there's so much land like there's so much hill, then hills, there's parks, there's so much around where I, feel I like am. This is the sound of music. <laughs> it's, it's actually crazy. Like, and I'll, I'll show you a picture in a minute. But like, it was actually bizarre. And yeah, watching Stranger Things really wow. kind of made me think about it. And I was like, this is just crazy. And Damn, I know, should have grown it, up in like Layton. Layton in the early noughties. Oh I my have god, to remember man! That I had my cousins as well. Like, yeah, I had those. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I if I was staying outside, I was staying outside with my cousin in the garden, or we would we were riding somewhere. Like you know, what I, mean? I wasn't. I, I I didn't necessarily think about my friends like that. Yeah. Until I got to secondary school, and then it was kind of like, oh, I no, want to hang out with them, but I'm, the, I, live, like, I live far away. Sort of thing. Like, secondary school, I was gendered, so I wasn't allowed to. But primary school, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I had two best friends, three, Gemma and Christina. They were like my neighbors, and yeah. Christina was Gemma's cousin. Yeah. And then there's this boy called Patrick, who literally was like a friend of me because one day he'll bully me, yeah. or just like take the person, and the other day we'll be mates. Yeah. Um, and I remember the day when she's like, "No, Rifa can't play out." I was like, yeah. "Wow, it was really sad." <laughs> but no, Child is amazing, but, like, it was and I can't wait to watch. And, and that's what happens when you, when you watch it; you'll feel you'll see what I mean about like that just nostalgia. About yeah, but um, those are the things I'm watching. I want to watch Dark Money. Um, is that on Netflix? That's on BBC iPlayer. Yeah. That looks like a fantastic piece of writing, but also it's quite a, it's quite um, dark mm-hmm. in that I think the story revolves around a child star. I think he's and he's mixed race or or fully black. I don't know what, but um, he goes. He's a he's a Hollywood star, yeah. and he's on his, and he comes back from his like from filming and whatnot. But then they find out that he's been molested by one of the producers or oh, the director or whatever God. the filmmaker yeah. and they obviously they get the family gets paid off and I think it's the kind of the story around that yeah. sort of stuff um, so apparently yeah it looks it's quite good so yeah. I'm going to try and have that but you might need a strong stomach to watch it I yeah. think that yeah so I'm going to um, see whether I want to watch something like that mm. also there's this really weird show on Netflix called uh, Family Reunion and it's like it's got Tia Maori from Sister Sister oh god it's got um Loretta Divine in it. It's got so it's like a, it's a little. It's a oh, you know, this is filmed in front of a live audience oh kind of stuff. And it's actually so corny. There are so many things that are happening in it, and you're just like, this is hella weird. But there are some funny bits in it, yeah. like there are bits that made me chuckle. But because once you realise and recognise that it's so corny, yeah. and it's so like it. and it's so cheesy, and it's yeah. so like you just all oh, right, cool, cool, yeah. because that's how they kind of used to be. They used to be like like good times and all those yeah. shows and different strokes and all that. I can't wait to have kids. Really, fully. I think when you watch that, watch that. It's actually like if you just want to pass time, yeah. you know what I mean. If you just want to watch have something on, um, I I'll, I'll need, show you. After. I actually need like for example this week. Like I've had so many busy weekends. Yeah. I can't wait to have a weekend where I sit down and just like. Yeah. Sit in front of my television and just watch stuff yeah. beginning to end. Yep, a girl is tired. Girl is tired. But yeah, so that's us this week. Yeah, catch us next week. <laughs> catch us next week on another episode of Mostly Lit. Um, I'm off to Marseille this week. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm going to be living my best Southern France life. <laughs> enjoy other races. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Are they Islamophobes. <laughs> <laughs> um, make sure that you get your tickets to our 
live, live show. show on September, well, September the 12th, yeah. 2019, 7 p.m. We're going to be at King's Place. Go to kingsplace.co.uk for the tickets. It's going to be a, a very good show. Make sure that you get down and get some tickets. And we've been um, telling you that this is the one that you need to go to. This is the to. one that you need to go to. All the other ones, listen, this is the one. Yeah, just make sure that you come to this one. And big, big, big announcement. Yeah, so make sure that you... Yeah, make sure that you come down and check it out. Um, yeah, make sure you get the tickets. And I think that's it from me this week and from this one. From this one, you know. Um, you know, she's living the best life. She's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for, you know, broadcasting. I, I really appreciate I'm it. Out, I'm out here twisted. Yeah, yeah, Ray is living her best life. She's fine. <laughs> yeah, you know, she's Ray is living her best life yeah. and she is very fine. Thank you very much. You know, hot, uh, hot boy summers, guys, live your best we're all, lives. We're all in it. Yeah. Today is like a really beautiful day considering I was very worried that this weather was not going to yeah. turn around. But today has actually been a lovely yeah, day. Guys. Yeah. Really nice. But anyway, guys, catch you on this week and take it easy. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.